Blog Talk Radio. Thank you again for tuning in. We're live on all formats of the Jungle Watch. Again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gumbo Talk Show. It's yours truly, the Gap 2 guru of gumbo, Ukur Rashidi, also known as Brandon Johnson. But uh, I wanted to spend some time today, Sunday in particular, after hearing some helpful information from the World Health Organization and from also the CDC here in America, as well as the Disease Center in Britain, Australia, China, uh, Bangladesh, Singapore, France, Spain, and North Korea. So those those particular uh, entities, you can uh, gather the information I'm sharing with you from. And also the last source is personal experience. So we're talking about COVID-19 today from an urban view. And the reason for this particular show at this particular time is because there has been a lot of communique in my community that this is a hoax, only certain people are getting it, and if it spreads like they say it will, I should have had it and I don't, so I must be immune to it. And that, you know, the only people dying from it are elderly people and people who have severe pre-existing conditions. I think just about all of those things have been either debunked or enhanced at this point. As of today, I cannot tell you, and that's not my job today, to tell you how many people are infected across the world, uh, across the country, in this state, or in this city, because many of you live outside of the area that I live in. So although there are a lot lot more cases than yesterday, one thing I want to start off with is helping you to understand that once the testing gets ramped up, here in the United States like it should be, and it hasn't been, and that's due solely due to the leadership of this country um, because, (laughs) excuse me, other countries have already done this. Um, The numbers will double daily. The number of people infected will double, and the number of people dying will double. One of the most pressing things that hit my heart this morning was to learn that One of my teammates, friends uh, from high school, friends died. That means this individual um, is our age, 40, 41, 42 years of age, um, relatively healthy in Louisiana. There are many outbreak issues with this pandemic in New Orleans and New York. Um, New Orleans because of Mardi Gras, New York because of the uh, 
population uh, compactedness. And then now that is spreading, uh, of course, to New Jersey, and Louisiana is, of course, spreading in the Mississippi and Texas. Now, um, the first thing I want to talk about is the best practices of prevention. And this is from some personal observation. One, most notably, was the mail. I observed the mail carrier yesterday delivering mail. They're using gloves. That is great. However, they're touching every single mailbox in my neighborhood. If I'm self-isolating, quarantined, and or just sheltered in place, and I haven't gone anywhere for weeks, I'm just giving you a situation, a scenario, yet I go out and get my mail every day, and I don't think about my mailbox since I think I'm the only one that touches it, um, that mail has to get in there. That that mail person is using those same gloves to touch every one of your neighbor's mailboxes. Now, I don't know how long ago someone touched their mailbox. I'm sure that 24 hours outside, probably with rain, and especially if the temperature is high, which it's not yet here in Texas um, or East Texas, I'm sure that the virus would would have been killed by now. But I don't know if someone coughed in their hand and went out to check the mailbox and there was no mail in it yet, and then here comes the mail carrier behind them by 10 minutes and opens the mailbox. They have gloves on. They're protected. They're safe. But they open the box, place their mail in there, close their box, grab the next-door neighbor's mail, puts it in their box, leaves, comes on down the road to my box, grabs my mailbox door and puts mail in my box. And here I go outside when I see her, because I saw her yesterday. I didn't immediately go get the mail. I waited a few hours. Um, I I waited, and I also uh, used a wipe to open it. But I, I said to myself, this may be one of the ways people who have been sheltered in place like my dear mentor, Mr. Scarface, Brad Jordan in Houston, who contracted coronavirus, COVID-19, a few weeks ago and is hopefully recovering from it, still dealing with some respiratory issues because he has asthma, and he's also dealing with uh, some some severe coughing still and um, is infected and being quarantined in his own house. So um, he hadn't been anywhere, but... We don't know who touched what and who brought what where because transference is a big deal. When you're using your credit card, and I said this a few weeks ago, and I'm so glad to see that the CDC mentioned this the other day, is that when you're using uh, money and or credit cards, this is the time where you need to get you a card and stop touching money because money transfers um, although the virus lives for a very short time on soft surfaces, you don't know if when you go to a, through a drive-through, the person in front of you gave exact change, right, for their money or for their food or whatever it is you're purchasing, and then you get one of the quarters that they gave them. The quarter is a hard surface. Um, some of the bills, if they touch it within a few minutes or an hour before you, 
going through a drive-through, and then here you are, you get the money, and you put the money in your pocket, or you put the money, you know, you just handle it, you put it wherever you put it, and then you wipe your face. Not thinking the money got anything on it, or the quarter has anything on it, or these people that they take the card from the person in front of you to swipe it, which I think that these places need to go with you swipe your own like Sonic does through the drive-thru. You swipe your own card. No need to touch it. Um, I think McDonald's needs to institute that, Burger King, all these places with major drive-in, drive-thru windows. I don't, I don't condone those people touching it because when I hand a person my card and they hand it back to me, I've got whatever is on their gloves. How many people have come through this drive-thru sick? before me. So all these are transferring things that I don't think most people think of, and I want the Gumbo Talk listeners to have this information today, whether you're listening to this live or you're listening to this later, it's important that you do this. Now, another thing I noticed, personal experience of seeing the um, um, possibility of transference is when you're shopping. Um, wipe down your groceries. Um, you can't just put your groceries away. You've got to wipe them down before you put them away. That's either using a, a rag with bleach and water in a little bucket or make some a little bit, a little shallow um, pool of water, hot water and a little bleach, uh, 10 parts to one. In, in your sink and then wringing out the rag and wiping down everything, including boxed goods, but canned goods, plastics, um, bags, all those things that you purchase things. I, I noticed yesterday I went grocery shopping uh, to catch up on a few things that we were out of, and I noticed that the grocery store had a lot of the food items I was looking for. Um, <clears throat> the lady who came behind me looking at the red onions, it's a black lady. Touched every single red onion. And the thing, I'm just standing there behind her, of course, eight, ten feet away, looking at her, shaking my head, just talking to myself. Just, I'm hoping she can hear me. I'm in the same voice I'm talking to you on now. And I said, that's just nasty. I said, a person doesn't have to touch everything. I understand you're trying to get some good produce, but just sit back, observe, look, grab one. Hey. That's you. But touching every single one of them, and then you're wearing a mask. I don't know if you're wearing a mask for me or you're wearing a mask for you. Because the mask protects me from you more than that mask protects you from me. And if you're sick and you touch every last one of the red ends, probably I got two of them before uh, she came, and it was immediately after me, and there was probably 20. She touched every last one of them, really waiting because I was going back over there to get some potatoes. And I thought to myself, this potato bag, who put this potato bag here? Who moved this around to get a better bag of potatoes? I don't know. <clears throat> so those are some daily things you can do. Use wipes. Wipe off your card when you swipe it because you're swiping it through a hard surface. You're putting that chip in a hard surface. That virus can get on that. It's, it's imperative. 
It's not a it's not a game. Um, it's not a, a hoax. Um, it's very real. When people that I admire, Slim Thug, Scarface, uh, acquire the virus, that's not people. Those aren't people who are going to take money to act like they got it, okay? Um, when my boy Shabu tells me he's messed up right now because his partner died in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, from COVID-19, Shabu was my lineman when I was in high school. I know I'm a big boy. I know I'm six foot something and 400 something, but trust me, even at 280 pounds, 275 pounds, I was a running back in high school. And yes, Shabu was smaller than me then, but he guarded me. He was my guard. And as a fullback, he and I relied on one another. And I trust the man. And you can't tell me he's lying to me when a man is sitting there broken up about his partner dying. You see what I'm saying? So this is hitting home now. I had a cousin. Remember I mentioned to y'all on some shows that had to get tested. Her test came back negative in the Memphis area. I, I got a, a an uncle here in the East Texas area, uh, got tested. We don't have his results yet, but he went back into the hospital again yesterday for blood pressure complications. We don't know what's going on with that because he's in quarantine. So you, you see these things are, are hitting close to home. It may not be impacting your family at this point, but if we keep living and these numbers keep doubling every day as far as the number of infected and the number of dying, um, it's going to eventually hit our closer to home, if not us. Now, a little bit about the uh, World Health Organization's uh, summit on COVID. Um, it does seem to appear that this virus, um, and like the other variations of it, I'm hearing there's eight different strains of the coronavirus, which makes some more deadly than others. So don't just think that because somebody in Washington gets it and most of the people there are recovering from it um, at a high rate of recovery versus people in New Orleans getting it and dying at a higher rate than normal, that it's the same exact strain, okay? So that is, that is something to be cognizant of. Another thing I learned was when you're um, dealing with this virus, it it seems to have, and this is from, you know, worldwide scientists that have no reason to lie, but they could, I, I realize that, that it does come from an animal source. Um, the Australians have what they said is created a laboratory version of the coronavirus, which if it's really eerily similar to the actual virus that is out now um, could be a closer step to finding a vaccine. The vaccines are still 12 to 18 months away. Um, do not listen to uh, government uh, leadership that tells you they're going to find something real, real soon. and This will be gone in a minute. We don't know. Um, hot weather may impact the spread as it does with flu every year, but even then it'll still be back because the virus is still around. Okay. Um, the fact that 
um, the age ranges of people now dying are from, I think I, I saw this morning, an infant death was recorded. So we're talking newborns through the the most aged people are now contracting and dying. So I know that I've I've seen the, the articles on 19-year-olds, 20, 30, and 40-somethings all dying, um, and many of them with no previous health condition that we know of. And even if they did, I'm sick and tired of people telling me only people with health conditions and are elderly are dying. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, guess who you're talking to? I have diabetes, I have hypertension, and I have hypercholesterol. That means I got bad cholesterol from what I eat. I got hypertension, which is high blood pressure, which comes from my mom and my dad, bless them. And then I have diabetes because um, I remember vaguely when I acquired diabetes, when I got sugar, was working late at night and eating all times of night and picking up all this extra weight. I picked up 50 pounds, I think, just by um, working a night shift, eating at night, and then sleeping, you know. So it's uh, I have health conditions. It doesn't impact me uh, on the surface when you see me, but trust me, my body is dealing with it all the time, and I thank God that I have another day. I almost lost my life a couple of months ago, uh, and, you know, the numbers were really, really bad. But I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna share that with everybody. But but I but I think it's now time to get as real as possible with uh, what's going on, so that we know um, how and who we're trying to protect. Even if you don't care for yourself, and you're going on about um, think about your elderly mother, grandmother, or or family member or, or neighbor. Um, think about your children because there are a lot of people that are susceptible to this now. Okay, another thing that came out of the World Health Organization was the fact that um, misinformation uh, has been coming from normally reliable sources. Um, And that leads us to understanding that you you need to find um, an an effective scientific-based source, not opinions. So some of the news organizations have opinions. Some of these government officials are are speaking off opinions. I have been pleasantly surprised at how accurate, and I got to give them kudos, and I wouldn't normally do this because um, we've been at odds on some of our beliefs when it comes to societal issues, and that's Greg Abbott in the state of Texas. He's given people the chance to do things on their own, and when they have it, he's active. And so you give people a chance to, hey, govern yourselves accordingly, but we don't. Another thing I I saw um, and read because I listened to the actual conference that they had um, was these people gathering in small groups even. Um, I know people are having – I know people I know who've had birthday parties uh, I saw where a black couple had a birthday party, and it was only 10 people at the birthday party. But everybody in the birthday party ended up with it, with COVID, because if it were one or two people had it, and it was only 10 people at the party. So even 
in these gatherings of small people, um, you got to be careful. Now on to one that has been near and dear to my heart um, because of my my past. Those people who who smoke weed, if you're sharing a blunt or a joint or a bong or a pipe with somebody and uh, you don't know where they've been or what who they've been around, if they've been around multiple people or not, don't smoke with them. I know that smoking not only marijuana but a lot of illicit drugs that are out there is a social um, experience. It's it's much better with more than one person for most people. If you're going to do it, and trust me, in these days and age, more people are going to be using drugs than ever before, and people who use drugs are going to use more of them because of the stress levels that they're dealing with. Everybody is stressed. Everybody, I mean, some people have a real nasty attitude out and about when you go. Um, but it, it's a teaching moment. This, this, these types of things bring out the best and the worst in others. I hope that you um, see the validity of having people around you limited because you don't know if your cousin, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncles, your grandparents, parents, step-parents, who did I miss, neighbors, close friends have been in contact with this virus. And so if you're doing this social experiment of getting high, be careful. If you're going to smoke blunt, roll up each, you know, each one of y'all roll your own. Each one of y'all smoke your own. Yeah. You know, sit around a tree or whatever, keep your six feet, whatever you, wherever you go, you know, however you do it. But if you're handing something over to somebody else, it's coming from your mouth, which is where you get this virus, the droplets out of your mouth or sneezing. So you're actually physically doing the transference almost directly. And if you smoke with somebody who's got it, you're going to get it. It's it's not like the flu. You can get the flu that way too, but this thing is much more easily contractable because of how it's built. If it does come from animals, Animals have immune systems that can fight these kinds of things, just like animals can eat raw and dead or rotting flesh and survive, like vultures and hyenas and lions and things like that. Um, They can eat meat that's been out for a day. Um, We can't. Our bodies aren't made for it. That's one of our weaknesses is our immune system, and that we have to be careful of what we put in our body. No longer can we just eat solely raw meat um, unless you've done it all your life and, and then you built up whatever that is for those enzymes. But the, these things well, with this virus are, are real um, out here. The, the other thing I want to share with y'all is um, there has been a lot of talk about how uh, people um, view uh, others for their conspiracy theories or their theories. I'm not judging anyone 
of the theories about where this came from and how it's spreading. Uh-uh. But when I look at science, I look at science more than I do speculation. And the science is telling me that we have to be diligent with our understanding of this because if the sources that we're getting information from indeed are accurate, we have a long road to go. That's one thing. And in our travels through this experience, which we'll get through it, and if it lasts with us forever, we're we're just going to have to deal with it. Um, but there's no reason to not err on the side of caution. Be cautious. You've got to limit your contact with people, especially folks you don't know. My business that I have, and I've had for nearly 18 years as the mobile notary, is considered an essential business. I'll put that up here as soon as it focuses. Essential critical infrastructure workers. So there you see healthcare and public transformation, informational technology, uh, water, what's that, nuclear reactors and materials and waste, food and agriculture, government facilities, energy, uh, defense, industrial base, and then what do we have here? What's that one? Emergency services, uh, dams, critical manufacturing, communications, of course. Verizon gave us 15 gigabytes of extra data this month. Chemical, commercial facilities, and then the one I'm in at the bottom, financial services. And my business has been doing pretty good during the crisis. So um, I'm not complaining. This that I got from one of the entities that I do business with says, enforcement of a shelter in place or similar order may result in you being stopped by officers of the law while on the road. In the event that this occurs, share points one and two below. Understanding that law enforcement may not be well-versed on services protected under the ordinance and follow their direction and communicate with partner management and the client accordingly. This means the entity that I work for, this title company, they call us partners. So partner management is the arm that manages us or at least contacts with us. They don't manage me. And then the client, which is the people that I'm going out to see in their homes which is I'm going to talk about that in a second briefly. The number one point that they said of the two points is the conduct of appraisals and closings constitute the delivery of financial services. I do closings. Number two, financial services are protected under shelter in place and similar orders. Then I have this letter that I, I put in the vehicle. It's from the Department of Treasury. And I think it's important for me to read these things because if you've got to travel, you need to get some paperwork. Some employers are giving their staff um, these letters to show that, you know, hey, they work for me. If you don't have a badge especially, but you, know, you work for Super One or Brookshire's or Walmart or um, 
Skinner's or whatever grocery store that you shop at here in Longview, but wherever you're at, Aldi's, Hy-Vee, High Neighbor, um, so on and so forth. But this letter from the Treasury is what covers me. It says, um, from Secretary Stephen Mnuchin, it says, subject, financial services sector, essential critical infrastructure workers. The financial services sector is identified as critical infrastructure sector by the Department of Homeland Security. The attached DHS guidance dated March 19, 2020, identifies the essential critical infrastructure workers during the COVID-19 response emergency and provides guidance to state and local officials as they work to protect their communities while ensuring continuity of critical functions to public health and safety, as well as economic and national security. Consistent with the president's guidelines, some bullshit finna come here. If you work in a critical infrastructure sector, as defined by the Department of Homeland Security, you have a special responsibility to maintain your normal work schedule. The essential critical infrastructure workforce for the financial services sector includes workers who are needed to process and maintain systems for processing financial transactions and services, such as payment, clearing and settlement services, wholesale funding, insurance services, and capital markets activities to provide consumer access to banking and lending services, including ATMs, movement of currency, which is armored cash carriers, uh, support financial operations, such as those staffing data and security operations centers, and key third-party providers who deliver core services. These individuals are critical to maintaining safe and efficient financial services and ensuring citizens have access to those services that are necessary to conduct their daily lives. Companies aligned to the essential critical infrastructure worker definition are expected to maintain their operations and work schedules. Everyone should follow guidance from their centers of disease control or for disease control and prevention, as well as state and local officials regarding strategies to limit disease spread. We are dedicated to working closely with all of you to ensure the safety of the workforce and ensure the continued operations of the financial services sector in support of our nation's economy. Uh, let us see if it'll focus. You can see that. It's got the Department of Treasury CEO Memorandum for Financial Services Sector C signed by Steve Mnuchin and what I read. So I, I keep this in the car, especially when I'm out and about <clears throat> doing business um, and when I'm not, but I'm not playing with it anymore. I'm not just going to places. I'm not going to packed places. I'm not going to any gatherings. I missed a friend's wedding and reception, but hey, I, I'm not doing it. I'm I'm not doing it. I've got to limit even the people that I've been in the contact with um, uh, more because I, I just don't know. And it's safe to err on the side of caution. Doesn't mean I don't have interaction with people. I talk to people and and text people and communicate with people on a regular basis, but um, as far as in-person contact, that's limited, and it, which hurts me because even though I don't like a whole bunch of people, the people I like to be around, I like to be around them because that sharpens me and it helps me um, feel better about myself being around people. And I'm sure that they say the same thing about me, the people that I, I'm close with. So that being said, um, I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of time today 
in your ear. But I wanted to give you these things. I might do a show tomorrow. I might do one Tuesday. Um, but I, I'm going to come back for a regular show on Thursday with nothing but encouragement, just like we talked about last Thursday, um, that, that overcomer's mentality. And we got to keep that. But I'm also going to talk about being more than a conqueror. Okay, that might be Thursday, more than a conqueror. Uh, these these things, these points in times is where it's not about giving you hope. It's about realizing what's in you. I can't give you hope. I can give you information that helps you to empower yourself. I may be able to even influence you to do some things that I think are healthy. But when we start talking about healthy versus unhealthy, we ain't got time to really argue the minutiae. Drink more water. You don't have to drink bottled water. You don't get as many nutrients from bottled water as you do tap water. The minerals are still in there, and some things that are helpful for you are in tap water. And you got to grow your immune system. If everything is pure that you're putting in your body, if you're sanitizing everything, when you get a cold, it's going to hit you hard. You gotta, you gotta still, you know, be around. You know, you can go outside, go for a walk, not on a crowded walking trail. But go for a walk through the neighborhood. Speak to neighbors. Hey, wait, you talking to them from the street is not going to impact you or them. All right? Stop touching shit, okay? And for you people that are older that listen to this show and uh, and, and you, you, don't, you don't like to hear cussing, y'all need to stop touching shit too, okay? And if you wear gloves just because you got gloves on, don't keep them on. Whatever touches them gloves is touching everything else you touching. So take the gloves off when you and you're not needing them for protection, so that you're not transferring things from them gloves to other stuff. Okay, um, gloves aren't a magical cure. These masks that everybody is looking for, go get them. But again, they're protecting others, not you as much. And you can't use them for multiple days. These masks are only good for a, a day or so of use, because if somebody coughed on you or you came through a cloud of someone's um, floating mucus or whatever, droplets um, in a fine mist, um, if you use that mask all week long, you run a higher risk of infecting yourself by using it because you're using your hands to adjust it and all those things, and it can go through some of these masks. A lot of these masks want to be fake, and there's a lot of high cases I'm hearing from world government, from NATO, and from the World Health Organization of fraud. So be careful. Um, and also, don't purchase stuff off of Instagram. Don't do it. Those are frauds. Me and somebody else I know both have had multiple experiences with trying to purchase stuff through Instagram, and it was some fake ads, and they collect your money and either send you bad product or don't send you product at all. So, yes, wash your hands. Yes, sanitize. If you can't find these big bottles of sanitizer, like Ozan, I bought one yesterday. It's over there by the door. And I got one over here by the desk. We got them all over the place, just in the house. But we take small bottles with us when we go. My mom made her own. So if you can't find them, make your own. Go to the drugstores and or um, um, health stores and find the alcohol. I suggest you get that 91 from the, uh, they got them at uh, beauty supply stores like Sally. Uh, they they use them for hair care stuff. That eighty one, I mean that ninety one percent, use that ninety one percent alcohol, 
and you use um, uh, aloe vera, and you can use the stuff that's growing in the plants, right? You peel it, most of the green off of there. You don't have to get all the green off, but you want to get the, uh, the little stickers off of them and uh, put all that good, clear aloe vera and alcohol. And I like to use essential oils, too. My mom put, I think, I can't remember what it was, but orange is very good. Those citruses, like lime, those are very good to add. You put a little couple drops of that in there, blend it up, and those last about a week. Um, they, they keep that, they keep it, unless you put them in a bottle, airtight, and you like spray it or whatever, it's about a week, sometimes two weeks, and you have your own hand sanitizer. And look here, if you buy a couple of big bottles of that 91% and they have a jug, a half-gallon jug, and it's, it's kind of high, I think it's like 20-something bucks, of that aloe, you can make literally a couple of gallons or at least a gallon of uh, hand sanitizer and you you've paid a whole lot less. Oh, I don't think it's twenty something. It might have been nine. And the alcohol is about two something or three dollars piece. So you might spend about fifteen bucks. These big bottles of sanitizer are going up. Um, I paid six dollars. I got two cans of, of Lysol yesterday morning. It was six dollars a can. Um, so just be careful. It's going to get expensive. The prices are going to steady go up because they let's face it, they know. These people are going to make money off of it. And so those places that you go to shop and you see them gouging these prices, you remember when it's time and everything eases up, don't shop with them. Leave them alone. Don't fool with them, okay? And we got Pam here. It says, build your immune system, stay safe. Yeah, that was the last thing I was going to say, Pam. I'm so glad because I'm about to check out of here. And that is um, building up your immune system. We say it every time. She mentioned the elderberry, black seed oil, uh, moringa. Um, all those are good. Um, your vitamin D is good. Your vitamin B12 for energy is good. And, of course, vitamin C is key. I take a packet of the, the vitamin C that you do to keep yourself when you feel like you're getting sick. You know, you take those and it kind of cuts that sickness time in half or one quarter. Um, I just take one of those every day to have the high doses of vitamin C in my system so that it can fight off uh, infections. Hence, I like the citrus essential oils because of their antimicrobial effect. So if you um, also get you, um, as long as you use good water and you have good essential oils, there are several, I encourage you to Google them, essential oils, and products that help the air quality in your home. Not necessarily will it kill things, but it makes it much harder for things in the air to to affect you. And, uh, yeah, Pam, emergency is one. Immunocy, I didn't want to give a brand because they, uh, there's so many of them, and they ain't giving me any money. I've never heard of thieves oil or is that thieves oil? Thieves oil. T H I E V E S. That's not thieves. That's like thieves oil. But anyway, um, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, just just be careful. Um, make sure you do your research. Everything you know. They said burning sage. Now I burn sage. I like smudging. Um, that's more for a spiritual thing around my place. But somebody told me that sage would kill stuff in the air. But I'm hopefully I don't have anything in the air here. You know, unless I'm going to walk around with sage plant 
on a string, on a stick dangling in front of my face, you know, like a carrot dangling in front of my face, lit so that I'm walking through sage smoke all the time and, and it's limiting anything else from getting into my nose or mouth. Um, but I'm not, I mean, I don't think that uh, I haven't heard anything scientific about the sage actually um, killing anything in the air. It does does limit uh, other things floating around in the air because it's smoke, one, but two, that sage is a cleansing thing, So, but it doesn't necessarily kill COVID. Um, there you have it. Um, this just update from an urban view. Um, I, I hope y'all don't think that I've like I'm I sold out or something because I, I deal with a lot of different people. A lot of folks have different opinions, and I'm cool with that uh, because that's what strengthens me because I get to hear different folks' opinions. But let me tell you something. People have tried to buy me all my life. I've even had uh, enemies talk to enemies saying, I think he's getting money to do this to us. And the other enemies told that enemy, <laughs> you must not know Brandon that well. And I laughed and I laughed when I heard that story. That happened right here in Longview with some government officials. I, 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 one of these days, I'll tell you who they are. But it's, it's so they're so minuscule of who they are, and we talk about high level people. I love to hear the conversations that they don't know that I know the clerks and and other people that I've done notary services and helped out their families over the years of being here in Longview that will call me and tell me. Sometimes they even record it and and share the recording with me of folks talking about me. And they're not necessarily talking bad. They just you know fearful or they just don't know. They're not sure because they don't know what I stand on. I stand on solid ground. That's all you need to know. There ain't no particular place or particular time. I just stand on solid ground, and it's imperative for people like me to share information with people like you so that everybody has what I have. And I'm not everybody, but people who listen to me have what I have. That way, you know, I, you can't say that, hey, you withheld information from me. No, I put it out there. It wasn't necessarily for everybody, but it's for the people who want to hear it. And uh, I'm grateful to have a platform that I can pick up information from one source and regurgitate it to you. I'm not a big fan of coming up with my own theories, but those personal experiences I had with the mail carrier, with paying for things, the drive-throughs, and with shopping for items and seeing people touch them, those personal experiences put on top of scientific evidence seeing it in play in front of me, had I not known, I could have been one of those people that came behind this sick person and picked up an onion and took it home, chopped it up on a salad, raw, where it hadn't been cooked, right, and not even thought that I contracted this virus or something else just by simply picking out an onion in the produce. So that's the 45 minutes I wanted to take. I appreciate everybody who's listened in live. Today, or this morning, or Sunday, God bless you. Really, though, I hope you're praying. I hope you're doing everything you can spiritually to get through this because I want to see us come out of this thing like pure gold. 